Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Thank you, Vivian. Well, Niall Collins has told the doll that allegations about his property declarations are misleading and inaccurate, and he insisted that his planning application for his family home met all the correct criteria. It comes as his junior minister for skills and further education defended himself against allegations in the ditch and online news website which has made a number of claims about the planning application that he submitted in 1999. Well, for more on this, I'm joined now by Louise Byrne, political correspondent with the Irish Mirror. Louise, you're very welcome. The The junior minister did address the doll yesterday afternoon in what has been described as a hastily organised session with no Q&A session provided. Just remind us, what did he say and what has the reaction been to that statement? Good morning, Derville. Yeah, this was it was kind of building all week that it was expected that Niall Collins would address the doll. Now, my sources told me earlier this week that it was expected then that it would happen next week, that, you know, time was running out. And then um, we got a phone call yesterday afternoon to say it was happening in about an hour's time. So what Mr. Collins said is that he obtained planning permission for this home on his family's land in Patrick's Well. Now, he acknowledged that he did own another home um, in the Dora Doyle area of Limerick. But what he said was that he, this all comes down to what is called a pressure zone in Limerick and these planning rules that were in place at the time. And he was eligible, regardless of whether or not he owned a home in another area, he was eligible to build a home in this area in Patrick's Well because his family owned a um, land in the area and also because he had lived in the area prior to 1990. So he was saying that any suggestions that he wasn't entitled to build this home were just incorrect, that he was perfectly eligible and he was completely and utterly satisfied with the information he had provided. Now, surprisingly, the opposition haven't really come out about this. They haven't really said much. I think there was some some kind of anguish or some kind of anger yesterday that perhaps they wouldn't be allowed to ask questions but that wasn't really followed through on by any of them last night. I think the one question that they do have is where was Minister Collins living when he made this planning application? Yeah um, and that, that was the, the, the questions I think that appear to remain from that in relation to that perhaps some are saying he didn't address yesterday why the planning application stated that he was living with his parents when it was claimed he was living with his wife at a different address at the time is that the issue yeah and that to be honest that seems to be the one question that does remain unanswered and like you said it did say on the planning application he was living in his parents home he did own a house now that's not necessarily to to say that he was living in the house that he owned with his wife he might not have been but it seems to be a simple enough question that could be answered relatively quickly and it doesn't necessarily require minister collins to go back into the doll it could be it could be addressed in a press statement like we had on monday night yeah and so essentially he's relying on the state on the fact that he would have qualified anyway but as you say, it could be cleared up very quickly. And just you just touched on the opposition um, and there were complaints that uh, they didn't get a chance to question uh, Mr Collins. But compared to some prior uh, events in, in recent months, um, although it was hastily arranged, is there as much pressure from the opposition in particular, Sinn Féin and the other opposition parties compared to the, the, the campaigns that have been mounted on, on, on previous people? For example, did they, you know, with Pascal Donoghue, did that backfire for them, that, that critique? 
I think it did. And I, I think what you saw the last time was was this pressure was put on Pascal Donahue to come in and he came in and it led to more questions and it led to him having to come back in again. And I don't think that's necessarily helpful to anyone. So I think what was different in this case was that the opposition, they did call for him to come in, but they also gave him the breathing space to go and get the documents, to go and get his case in order, to go and get all the details so that he didn't have to come in twice because I don't necessarily think it's helpful for anyone for these things to be dragged out. Um, so there wasn't there wasn't that pressure. And even when you look at the likes of Damien English, who had to resign over a planning controversy, um, now a different one at that, but that did force his resignation. There's still questions being asked by the opposition about Damien English's case and there's still calls for him to answer questions. So it's it's interesting that they have taken a different tact with Niall Collins here. Well, the reason why I wanted you on this morning was to uh, talk about there's no uh, show like a Joe show. Uh, you were reporting this morning that US President Joe Biden is planning a visit here next month to coincide, of course, with the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. I know it had been suggested before, um, but I think for, for many, maybe it's the length of the trip uh, that has surprised uh, people ne- nearly a week. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, this has been reported several times in the last number of weeks. And um, sources telling us last night that it's a six day trip that he, Mr. Biden is looking at. Um, now, le- talks are still ongoing, high level talks between the US authorities and the Irish authorities and dates and details still to be finally confirmed. Um, but it looks like it is going to be two days in Dublin, two days in Belfast, and then two days possibly in Mayo. Um, we always hear about Joe Biden's Irish cousins over in Mayo. So it looks like it'd be a few kind of them in Louth as well, I think. Them. Yeah, and this is they're trying they're trying to squeeze in a trip to Louth. Um, you know, Louth is between Dublin and Belfast. Could you squeeze it in that way? Just a suggestion. We're not really sure what's happening there, but all these things being looked at and I think it would make a lot of sense for it to happen with the twenty fifth anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. It's been touted for a long time, but apparently he's very keen and, to get over while and, he is still president. Yes, and, and not exactly while he is still president. Uh, also um former President Bill uh, Clinton and his wife Hillary Clinton, um it's also been mooted that they will come over too. Yeah, and of course, again, that would make sense given the role that they played in the Good Friday Agreement. And um, so it's understood, we understand that um, a high level delegation will accompany Mr. Biden when he is here and that that could involve um, Mr. Clinton and Hillary Clinton. So an, an exciting one. And I think one that will, you know, it's been mooted for a long time that President Biden would come over. And, you know, they always call him the most Irish president since John F. Kennedy. And he hasn't been here while he's been president for, you know, we've had COVID, we've had all these different things. So this is really the perfect it's, opportunity it's a, for him to come over. It's a substantive trip and, of course, timing and context key from Good Friday to the Windsor framework. It's been um, a busy 25 years. Louise, a burn political correspondent with the Archmer. Thank you for joining us. We'll take a quick break. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.